0: The question that I want answered is how is it that we were one of the last people to receive our own wine glasses?
1: I think we are quite literally the last. Like everyone's been sending them all week, pictures of them drinking wine out of their upside wine glasses. I'm like, that looks fun. Wish I could do that.
0: <laughs> There's they're honestly, they're so much better than I expected them to be.
1: You doubted my merchandise selection?
0: Well, keep in mind, the last wine glasses that I had as like a promotional piece were like plastic and they kind of got a little bit gray-ish. I I got you.
1: I got you. I'm in charge of like, we've kind of divided and conquered in this world and I am in charge of the merchandise. Um, So when Jeff was like, whoa, these are great. I'm like, "Uh, Like yeah.
0: They're engraved. Like- The, the, the upside, the word upside is written like engraved in the glass. I kept rubbing it today going, this isn't going to come off.
1: And you know how much I love you. They're dishwasher safe. Perfect. Jeff does not do things that are not dishwasher safe. So. I got you, boo.
0: Seriously, so impressed with our wine glasses. Um, I don't even know. Are they still on sale or They're no? still on sale. Okay. And you
1: can go to CallieAndJeff.com and click on the merchandise tab, and they will be there waiting for you alongside our upside necklaces.
0: We have to order some more, seriously, because Callie's dad came over this afternoon and took our entire stock.
1: I ordered eight because I was thinking, okay, like my parents will want some, like I'll give some to Chrissy and Paul, like our best friends, Chrissy and Paul. And you know, like when friends come over, like we'll just have them and we'll drink out of them. And then my dad comes over here and he's like, Hey, do you think I could give one of these to my friends? And we're like, sure. Take whatever you want out of the box. And he literally he took, the took the box. two out, put them on the counter and then took the whole <laughs> box. I'm like, thanks dad.
0: Well, you can get more at Callieandjeff.com. Click on the merchandise tab.
2: Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff.
1: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
0: My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful for the media coverage that we're about to talk about that this show got on a national level.
1: And I am grateful for pens, like really good pens that always make your handwriting look good.
0: Uh, aren't you supposed to say, my name is Callie Dollar?
1: I messed it up again. Did yeah. I not say that?
0: No, you just went right into, right, I'm happy about start pens. It over,
1: start it over, start it
0: over. I didn't buzz you, by the way, because apparently it startled everyone, not just you.
1: Okay, good. If this is, okay, buzz restart.
0: Maybe you shouldn't be drinking the wine during the I, show. Yeah, I
1: actually am. I do have a glass of wine. Okay. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
0: My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful that despite our flaws, a national media publication about radio would write about us.
1: <laughs> I. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for good pens. You almost screwed it up again. I almost screwed up again. And you screwed up your part. No, I didn't. Yeah, I said, Yeah, you My said name is because Jeff- we just did an episode on how you're not supposed to say despite or but or uh, whatever. We're giving up on gratitude today, but we are grateful for things. And yes, let's move on.
0: We're grateful for Ed Ryan at Radio Inc. magazine and the podcast business journal because he spent like an hour with us on the phone a week or two ago. He's so awesome. And dug real deep into the mechanics behind this show. And uh, the article came out yesterday and part one came out. He made it a two-part article. Part one came out yesterday and part two comes out today.
1: I can't believe he did that because I for sure thought we were going to wind up like cutting room floor, like 98% of what we said. And he ran with it and it's so cool. And if you, um, it's nothing we've ever talked about on the show before because it really is super detailed into like behind the scenes and transitions from radio and some technical stuff and um, monetization and all that kind of stuff. And I really hope that um, some radio industry people saw our article and are listening to this and can hear how totally professional we are. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just screwed up the whole first beginning of the show.
0: That is true. Uh, My favorite quote in today's part is, uh, or my favorite question in today's part is when he asked Callie, quote, what's it like doing a radio show every day with your husband?
1: What did I say? That
0: could have gone a couple of ways. Um, It started with it has been super fun. There's no one else I would do this with. And then yada, yada, yada. And then it ends with, it has been really fun. So I got a super fun and a really fun in really the same fun. paragraph. So that's good. Um, but if you're interested in that sort of thing, it's uh, it's 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 out there. And we shared it like in the Facebook group and we'll put it as a swipe up on our Instagrams mm-hmm. because um, it's cool. And it's a little technical. It's a little behind the scenes, but it's cool right?
1: Yeah. It's a great article. And Ed, thank you so much. Um, it's my first time ever being in like any sort of trade magazine, which is feels really, I don't know. It's just cool. I'm geeking out. Cause I'm like, I totally don't belong here, but thank you for putting me in there.
0: I can't believe you didn't forward it to your mom and dad. I sent it to your dad. It was the first time you saw it.
1: I literally have not even had time to sit down today. I've been, I misscheduled my day. Do you ever do that where you get into your day and you're like, why did I schedule my day this way?
0: Uh, I am pretty much a, a stay-at-home mom without a kid these days so <laughs> uh, I can go get a pedicure on a whim
1: that's true so, so I poorly mismanaged my scheduling today and I literally was racing from one thing to another all day and I haven't even had a chance to upload it to my social yet so um
0: yeah. well it's two parts so the second part will will come out uh, today, today today and so we can put both up at the same time yep um, and, and we do want to say, take just a second. If you are one of the people who are coming to this show because of that article, like within the within the radio or podcasting industry, we want to say welcome. Um, here's what our show is about in like an elevator pitch and in- 30 seconds or less. Um, We believe in living life on the upside. We believe in a life of gratitude and we believe that uh, your life will be better if you can focus on gratitude. So we encourage you to do that. And we also encourage you to tell other people about gratitude and teach them how to do it because It just makes the energy in the world better. And so everything kind of falls under that umbrella that we do on the show.
1: And we are the first to say that we are nowhere near perfect. We are totally figuring it out as we go, but we're sharing things that we think have worked. It's not preachy. We're all learning it together. We're all in this life together. And kind of our whole thing is, you know, bad things happen, sad things happen, you know, whatever we all feel those emotions, but we are all in this world together. So let's make it a little more bearable and brighter.
0: And I think it's also worth noting that our audience, the people who listen to this show, subscribe to the newsletter, interact in the Facebook group, or just lurk and read in the Facebook group, um, get text messages from us, leave us voicemails, all of those people are freaking awesome. Like the most awesome. Stellar
1: human beings.
0: I mean, even like, I can't tell you how, and I have a written down to actually do a segment on being grateful for the people who lift this show up, tell other people about it, spread the word because we have the most awesome fans on the planet.
1: And just lifting up each other. I mean, the Facebook group every single day, somebody says something like, Hey, I'm struggling with this or, Hey, I can't see the upside of this, or I'm scared about this. And people just dive in with encouragement to others and motivation to people that they've never even met. And I've heard a couple stories already that just have made my life about people that have said, Hey, I met someone in the Facebook group and they helped me out in this way, or they've really been an encouraging source to me. I mean, people are good. I totally
0: believe that. there is a, there is a story in the Facebook group. There, there's a woman who posted about um, having a miscarriage Pretty far along in her pregnancy. Her Mm -hmm. her baby didn't make it. And she just, and this happened, you know, maybe a month ago or so. She just posted again this week about all of the humans who circled around her, messaged her for her address, sent cards to her house, did asked her their churches for prayers sent her gifts. Somebody sent her a gift card. So her and her husband could go out and have a date night when they were feeling better. So sweet. All these are all strangers. It's
1: just, it's honestly, we are trying to create a safe space for people to be positive and, and create a space where it's cool. And it's, um, you know, to be a human being, but also to do that in a positive way and to be a little bit better every single day. So that's what we do here. Um, hopefully we make you smile and laugh, but not in a way that you're like, Oh my gosh, these people, are yeah. too overly positive and annoying.
0: We definitely don't want to be those people and um if you don't know me, I worked in morning radio for 25 years. I got fired a few months ago and decided to leap into this podcast world with my wife Callie. I'd been encouraging her to do a podcast for a few months and she was just about ready to pull the trigger on it, and then suddenly I became available to join her, <laughs> and and here we are. Um, I like to make people laugh. I like to pe- put people in a good mood. I'm a stand up comic. Um, I like to be creative, and I'm having the time of my life doing this. So and, that's me.
1: And I am Callie, and um, I started Instagramming a lot more after Jeff got his own radio show as a way to um connect with listeners that had listened to him. You know, for their entire life almost. And, um, I really wanted to connect with people and just, you know, say, Hey, Jeff has a new show and, and I hope you like us. Here's who we are. Cause we were essentially starting from ground zero and the connections that I, and the friendships that I have made on Instagram, it sounds so stupid, but they have completely changed my life out of that. I started a blog. Um, and then out of that, Jeff encouraged me to start a podcast and, and right before I was about to start doing that, like he said, he lost his job. So here we are.
0: So we are freaking awesome. All of us are. Callie's awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. Everybody listening to this and, and and interacting with this is awesome. So let's all round of applause for how awesome and humble we are.
1: I thought you were going to use your sound effect to cheering like, Whoo!
0: No, I haven't. I don't even have it pulled up right now. Oh.
1: All right. Jeff has a, So book. you're not going to clap? No, I don't clap for myself. Come that, on. That's you.
0: All right. I do. I have a brain hack that I think if, if there's anyone out there who thinks like I do, I think this is going to have a big impact on keeping goals that I set for myself. Okay. I love brain hacks. I love all sorts of hacks. Like if there's a way to, to manipulate a system to make things easier, I love systems. I love hacks. I love workflows.
1: Yes, he does.
0: I love that stuff. So one of the, uh, one of the things that I I need to do sometimes is to trick myself into getting stuff done that I don't want to do. That's why I think you writing a list for me every day works because there is a sense of accomplishment to be able to hand that back to you and go, I got seven out of the nine items done. I got six out of the 10. I got like...
1: You like to check stuff off. Like that's how you thrive. It's your thing. And Jeff asked me a couple of weeks ago, if I could, if he could sit down and brain dump with me and then have me prioritize a list for him. Cause he's like, I need a list and a boss. And since I don't have one, you are literally the closest person to me. So you are the boss now, please make me a list every day. And that's what he's been doing is working through a list and trying to come up with, um, a new, a whole new system for being productive when he works from home. Now it's totally different.
0: And so that hack has helped me. Here's another one. It's called- The
1: hack of making a list and the, physically the, crossing it off.
0: The list hack, the having somebody else make a list. Okay. It helps me. And now here's something called implementation intention. The easier way to say it is an if-than workflow. Okay? So if you have a goal that you're trying to accomplish, let's say- you want to go running. Like that's your thing. You want to get, you want to go out and go running. You take the daily decision out of that equation by saying, if it's a weekday, I run. There's no decision. There's no nothing. There's no whatever. If it's a weekday, I go for a run. If And you could do it with whatever you want. So uh, if you're eating healthier, if that's your goal, you say, if there is healthy food in the refrigerator, I will not have an unhealthy snack. Like you, you eliminate the game time decision. Callie's looking at me like I'm crazy.
1: No, I just don't think I really understand it.
0: It's sometimes in my brain, I can... Make up a million other things to do before doing what I need to do. Like, my brain will play a right. lot of tricks on itself. Right. So if, like, I it, I did it this morning or yesterday morning where I woke up and I was like, I've got to go up and go go out and go for a walk now because if I don't, it's going to be 307 degrees. I mean, we've been living on mm-hmm. the surface of the sun this entire summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be living on the, I'm going to be walking and it's going to be a million degrees. I can't do that. I have to go right now. But I was like, well, I also have to clean the kitchen. Well, I also have to send out these emails. Well, I also have to do this. So I put all this stuff in front of it because there was no like depth. Like I knew I could blow off the walk. Like I knew it. Right. Okay. But if I could change my mentality and take the decision-making out of the equation, so I can't blow off the walk, it's already been decided. It's a weekday. I walk on weekdays. Like it's already, I can't blow it off, which means if I blow it off in the morning, I don't have an excuse in the afternoon because it's already written in stone. Does that make sense? It's the same. It makes
1: sense for your brain. I'm not sure that it would work well for mine, but I, I totally get what you're saying.
0: So you make easy decisions in advance so that the hard decisions are no longer decisions. Another way to do it. If my workout clothes are out for me the night. If I wake up and my workout clothes are sitting out, I will work out. So then the night before, when you go to bed, you make the decision to put your workout clothes out. So when you wake up, that decision's already been made. You have to work out. You've already decided it. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, you don't have, it doesn't have to work for you, but like I read that and I thought It resonated that with you. It resonated with me. And it's a great way to trick my brain into getting something done that I.
1: I think our brains are just different. hundred percent. Because um, me, when I say, okay, like when I, I said out loud for our October resolution stuff, like, okay, I'm going to work out five times a week. And I scheduled it in my world of my calendar four or five times a week. So I'm going to do it. So it, I just do it like there's no. It's the same
0: idea. Yeah. If it's on my calendar, I will work out and then you put it on your calendar immediately. Yeah. So it's the same premise. Um,
1: I don't think I get as hung up on to do lists as you do. Though.
0: Oh, gosh. It's a curse, man.
1: It's like the bane of Jeff's existence. The to to do
0: list and the workflow and the efficiency. You have no idea. It haunts me. And
1: the irony is the inefficiency of the inefficiency is spending all of that time stressing over the inefficiency.
0: Man, I don't (laughs) even know how I'm going to handle it when you and I have kids and those kids aren't being efficient. Like, uh, it's going to be fun
1: watching Jeff navigate parenthood at some uh, point. I am not pregnant, by the way. I should just say that.
0: That's, that's when we're going to need the wine glasses back from your dad. Because I'm going to have to line them up like they're shots.
1: I saw an article that I thought was really awesome that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so upsidey! It's ridiculous. The t- title of the article is UCLA receives $20 million to establish a UCLA Badari Kindness Institute.
0: So there's going to be a whole school of kindness- at at UCLA.
1: Yes. So Jennifer and Matthew Harris, um, made a $20 million. Is that called an endowment? Is that what that's called?
0: I'm not really sure what an endowment is. I'm not really
1: sure either. Anyways, they had, I think
0: an endowment is where you donate so much money that the, the beneficiary just lives off the interest. Someday we'll have that kind of money. (laughs) Like if I created an endowment right now, you would be able to buy a pack of gum every other year with the interest it would be the Jeff Dollar endowment yes. for chewing gum.
1: Yes, it would be. Um but they put $20 million towards a kindness institute. So basically, it's going to be a research facility on kindness. They're going to translate the research into real-world practices and then talk about what they find. So, I think that's awesome and I think you're not donating $20 million unless you think there's something life-changing to uncover there.
0: Right, and so they think that they're making an investment on actually making the world a better place.
1: Yes, and I think um, something that I learned recently was that the reason that um, now kindness and like mindfulness and all that kind of stuff is cool and, and trendy for people to talk about is because they now have done enough research, if there enough years have passed on doing research about kindness and positivity and mindfulness um, that they have scientific evidence about what these things do.
0: Right. And we've said it before, like this simple act of gratitude, it's now proven rewires your brain and adjusts the chemicals in your brain. And I read the article, the UCLA donation thing, the guy who's going to be in charge of it. I think it's a man. Yeah, it is. The man who's going to be in charge of it um, is already doing research on how um, kindness spreads. So how you witnessing an act of kindness makes you want to do an act of kindness yourself. Like the whole pay it forward in the Starbucks line type thing. Yeah. And, uh, Like, imagine if you were able to find a way to make kindness as contagious as, like, one of those crazy diseases or, like, head lice in an elementary school.
1: Totally. And they're um, also talking about how, or researching how kindness can improve people's mood and reduce symptoms of depression. Like, that blows my mind that it can chemically change your brain to the point where they're talking about it as, you know, not a treatment for depression, like, because. But it
0: it having healing or therapeutic powers. Right. Well, what what was it that we said a couple episodes ago? Your uh, Don Felder thing about being kind to somebody. The, the guy, not the one, not the lake. I totally not the, was going to the lake again. Not the lake one, but when he spent an hour. It
1: doesn't cost a dime.
0: It doesn't cost a dime to be nice to someone.
1: Anyways, I just think it's cool that, that science is totally on board with all the kindness and gratitude stuff. And I think it's doubly cool that someone believes in it so much that they're willing to put $20 million into researching it more.
0: When I was printing that out for you, I came across the most obvious news story of 2019. What? The fact that this was... Was even published in the same article or the same news bulletin or whatever, where that UCLA getting a $20 million grant is Mm -hmm. blows me away. But somebody has done research and said, and the American Kennel Club is the one who released this and said, officially science has now proven that using treats during training is the best way to get your dog to repeat the behavior you want like who's who paid for a study <laughs> like that?
1: Yeah, that, yeah, I feel like if they would have read maybe like a psychology book that that probably would have done it. But, um,
0: I feel like maybe I don't know, just being around a dog for, for a more few than minutes five minutes. yes, so so they say, uh, they they did a study. Um, the Department of Animal and Poultry Science at Virginia Tech did a study that compared a food reward to the uh, petting reward and a praise reward. And dogs were very clear that they will work harder and respond faster for food than for any sort of social interaction.
1: Except for my old dog, Blair, and it wasn't food. It was tennis balls.
0: That is true.
1: But it wasn't human interaction.
0: Right. Blair wanted the toy, wanted a tennis ball. But what I don't understand about these studies, and they come out a lot, Somebody had to come up with the money to do this. A
1: lot of money. Cause that is not cheap research.
0: Yes. So also, like,
1: can we sign up to be scientists who give dogs treats? Right. Like sign me up. I used to not think science was cool. And now between kindness and feeding dogs treats, I'm kind of into science.
0: So yeah. So put us on those like clinique cosmetics counter lab coats and give us a pocket full of bacon and send us into a room full of dogs. <laughs> and I'll do a study for you. What's that cost? I'll do that. Uh, the last sign, last line of this is if you have a fearful dog, using food is especially important because it builds a positive association through Pavlonian conditioning with the person providing it. Translation, the way to a dog's heart, it's truly through its stomach. Okay. Whatever.
1: That was, you know who probably paid for that? A dog treat company. Like
0: Purina or <laughs> some other like milk bone or something like that.
1: Some treat company.
0: Or peanut butter, Peter Pan peanut butter.
1: Yeah, right. All right, I totally forgot what we're talking about in my second professional moment of the day.
0: It was the um, text message that you sent me after you yelled at me.
1: I didn't yell at you. I just was not the nicest.
0: You did not reward me with treats. I
1: did not reward Jeff with with treats. But um, I came home today and, you know, I said earlier in the show, it's just one of those days where I had a lot going on and I had like maybe... 10 minutes at home to change and then go to my next meeting.
0: She's chef- lit- she literally ran it. you have to know that Callie's job starts at four in the morning. So she leaves crazy early. Then she w- works until noon-ish most mm-hmm. days, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. But today she ran home like uh, like a superhero, changed her clothes out of her work clothes, scarfed down some lunch, and left to meeting number one. Mm-hmm. And then came home from meeting number one for f- maybe 15 minutes so, I mean, you were here so quickly that you asked me to get things out of your purse.
1: I did. I was like, hey, and, can you grab the stuff out of my purse from my last meeting? So, while I go change and keep talking and telling me the story you're going to tell.
0: And then she changed and then she took off to meeting number two. And uh, I made the mistake of trying. I mean, it wasn't a mistake, but I was bad about reading the room and was all excited to tell her something and tried to make her stop moving to hear it and she didn't like it.
1: Well, he just made a pitch. And usually in this podcasting, co-working, married relationship, Jeff um will pitch an idea and I'll listen to it. And if I don't like it, I just am like, oh yeah. And then we forget about it. If I really like it, then I'll bring it up again and be act really excited about it. And then if I pitch an idea and he doesn't, he's like, oh yeah, no. And then we wind up not doing it, which is fine. And it's kind of funny. And it's just how the thing goes. So Jeff got really excited about this idea that he was pitching to me.
0: But sometimes I get more excited about ideas than others. And like, I even tried to call you to get me on the phone. I know. Okay.
1: So I just walked in and he like wanted to, he was telling me, it's kind of a big intensive explanation type thing. And he was trying to cut corners telling me, and I was like, honestly, I don't get it. I don't really think I want to do that, but. I, can we just talk about this later? Cause I have to go. And you I was like,
0: you didn't say, can we talk about this later?
1: No, but I was like, I have to go. Like yes. I have to leave. I knew that if I went to my meeting and then I came home, he would have spent the whole time thinking about ways to persuade me out of being irritated at our conversation and stuff like that. Or he probably would have been like, wow, bad mood, Betty's in the house. And then kind of like avoid, it could have turned into something worse, but I sucked it up. And I sent him a text message when I got in the car, and I was like, hey, I am just not in the best mood, so I don't think I'm going to be able to hear you out today in a fair way. I know it's not fair to you. Can we table this conversation for today?
0: Okay, wait a minute. So did you send that message about tabling the conversation simply as a way to avoid conflict when you got home, or did you sincerely meant what you wrote?
1: No, I meant what I I I meant what I wrote, but what I'm saying is... Had I not kind of like put my tail between my legs. Can
0: I read exactly what you wrote? Because I thought Uh it was really nice. Um, She said, can we table that conversation for today? I'm not feeling particularly open-minded and it's not fair to you. I'm stretched really thin today. Yeah. And I thought that was like, when you sent that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because most ideas at least get talked through. Mm -hmm. Like, Callie never does the... Uh, I don't get it. That's like, you pretty much did. I don't get it. That's dumb. Like, that's how you shut it down, which is why I look so deflated.
1: Yeah. And I just, so anyways, it doesn't, it is not, the point I want to make is it is not my natural instinct to say that. And it takes. To say
0: what? That you.
1: To to admit that I'm in a bad mood, uh, to admit that I'm not fairly listening to what you're excited about. And to ask if we can table the conversation for another day, it's not easy to say that. And I kind of was like putting my tail between my legs, but I think it's really important to do things like that. Jeff and I, when we got married, our number one thing is like in a relationship, the most important thing to both of us is partnership. And my point in doing that was it, I was gritting my teeth when I sent that message because I didn't want to want to send it. Like I wanted to be just not focus on that. But I was like, you know what? I think it would mean a lot to him. And I think it would make the situation better. If I said how I was feeling about my mood and kind of put my tail between my legs, but it would
0: and- stop thinking of it as putting your tail between your legs. Cause I don't think of it that way at all. No, but I, that's how it feels. Okay. I, I just thought it was an acknowledgement of where your headspace was. That makes complete sense. Like I think if, if you sent some BS, like whatever, I would be able to see right through it, Mm -hmm. but I saw how hectic you were today. You were running in and out of the house. And then I even felt a little bit bad because I tried to, while you're in the middle of hustling for us, I by appearance am like home, just hanging out going, I've got an idea. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't properly get to tell you who I talked to about it and then all this other stuff. So I thought, I don't, I did not read that as you putting your tail between your legs at all. I thought it was you shedding light on a situation that I was blind to.
1: It was, but when we were talking, when we were talking about changing your mindset and shifting your mindset, sometimes it's, it's as conscious as having to say to yourself, Hey, if I were on the opposite end of that conversation, I would look at me saying you are being such a brat right now. Got it. Like I felt like I was being a brat and it wasn't. So to be able to pause for one second, think about, put yourself in the other person's shoes and say, you know what? I bet that didn't feel good. And I don't like walking out of the house, making my husband feel like that. Um, so it, my point is it's not natural to think about your role in it, to say, what can I do to kind of like help him understand me and to be a good partner in this situation? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: And you did a great, and it was. It was 1000% the right move. And I want you to know that I don't think it didn't, it shouldn't have made you feel that way at all because it was every word of it was true. And it's so important, so, so, so important to reiterate what Callie said to be completely vulnerable in situations Mm -hmm. like that. Because if you have a good partner, your partner will rise up to fix that. Because what was it that I wrote back to you? He
1: wrote back and said,
0: What can I do to help? Yeah,
1: totally. We absolutely can. What can I do to help? And
0: which is exactly what you would have said to me if I said that to you. But
1: that's how things escalate, too. You know what I mean? Like I had I not sent that I would have come home. We would have probably talked about it more. You would have been thinking about it the whole time. It could have escalated, escalated, escalated until it got to a fight and it didn't need to go there. It just like you can you can stop it off at the beginning and saying, you know what? I am not in the right headspace today. Like we need to not have this conversation. And um, it's just a nice thing to do as a partner. And it's something that um, I have been working really hard on in marriage because you have to make the conscious choice to do those things.
0: Well, thank you for doing it. I appreciate oh, you're welcome. it. I'm very, Thanks for I'm, offering to help. I'm grateful for you.
1: Oh, I'm grateful for you too, boo.
0: Can we talk about it tomorrow though? Cause I really do like the idea. I just have to sell it to you more.
1: Yeah, we can talk about it another time, Which just today is not the day.
0: <laughs> you still hate it though. I can tell look in your eyes. I I just (laughs) didn't sell it to you properly. You know, one of my biggest insecurities is not being able to explain things properly. Yes,
1: Jeff, that is, he is hugely insecure about that. And I know that. So sometimes I'll say, I don't understand what you're trying to say. Like you're not communicating this well to me. So what I would say to you as your boss is, Hey, this doesn't make sense to me in the way that you pitched it, why don't you come up with another pitch and pitch me again? Make me excited.
0: Okay. I'll do that tomorrow. Okay. If you're in the right headspace. Yeah. Uh, we want to say thank you to hemp fusion, our advertising partner this week on the upside. We appreciate you coming on board and I would encourage anybody who is thinking about CBDs, who has tried CBD oil and didn't love the results, or is just looking for a better formula, to go to hempfusion.com. CBD works best in your body when it's combined with other nutrients. And that's what Hemp Fusion does. And they do it in the form of a daily supplement. So I'm actually going to start this week taking their daily supplement every morning. I'm going to put it in my protein shake. And it's CBD oil, but it's blended with terpenes and omegas because it actually works better and absorbs better into your body with those things attached to it. So I would encourage you to go to hempfusion.com and learn about the the benefits of CBD and the proper way that CBD should be delivered to your body. Hempfusion.com is the website. And here's the deal. You get 20% off your first order and free shipping if you use the word upside at hempfusion.com.
1: There's never a natural way to transition into our next topic.
0: <laughs> uh, just go cat poop discussion time. Bye. Bye. Um, okay. So we, w- we won't have to talk about it anymore, by the way, because I solved the issue.
1: Oh, you did. Okay. So what's the solution?
0: Uh, if you've been listening to the past couple episodes, or if you've been in our Facebook group, or you've, if you've been on my Instagram page, you know that there is a war waging.
1: It is a house divided.
0: Do we end the show? With the tiny little dog talking about eating cat poop.
3: I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> or not. The argument on behalf of get rid of it is it's disgusting. It's not funny anymore. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't like it.
1: And someone messaged me today to tell me that their um, two-year-old tried to eat cat poop today and she blames you.
0: Blames the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the arguments to keep it are, it lets me know when the show's over. It makes me laugh every time I think of that puppy and I'm used to it. Okay. Yeah. So those are the arguments on both sides. Both both sides are making valid points mm-hmm. and the debate is is in favor of keeping it. But the passion is more with get rid of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the majority of people want to keep it, but the most passionate people are the ones who want to get rid of it. So here's what I've decided to do effective today. The show, because here's the, the reality is, the show is 30, 35, 25. It's anywhere from 25 to 45 minutes long. Mm -hmm. This clip is is less than 10 seconds. It's a tiny little part of the show. So starting today, I am still going to end the show with the cat poop clip. And I'm going to do that through the month of October. And after that, it goes away forever. That gives me the entire month to find something to replace it with. (laughs) Okay.
1: And if you would like to call our voicemail and and try to leave a better ending for the show... Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Be- I would like someone to call and say something like encouraging or yeah. like a little like end of show pep talk or something.
0: Go for it. But bring it. If you're a teacher and you want to get your classroom to do it, if you want to record something on your iPhone Ooh. and send it, uh, what, we're open to anything because of November 1st, we're going to need it. Yep. But through the end of October, you're going to hear the cat poop. But because some of you are so grossed out by it, I am changing the way it's presented. After the last voicemail of the show plays, you will hear a long beep, and then you will hear three short beeps, and then the cat poop message. So if you are that put off by the cat poop message, you will have those beeps to turn your volume down, or unplug your phone, or disconnect it, or whatever you've got to do, stop it to end it. That's what you can do. But know this, that we're going to have a month, it'll be Pooptober. And then (laughs) it'll be November. It'll be something new next month. Is that fair? Is that that good? Very fair. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. Thank
2: you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside
0: we did say that we were going to get Callie's dad uh greg and corner him and ask him if he wanted to be a part of our future butcher box commercials uh and we were going to have that for you on today's episode but because Callie was running around so much today and we were having such a good time visiting with with him and his friend bill who's in from up in the boston area we ran out of time but ButcherBox isn't a part of the show for like two or three weeks, so we have plenty of time to include him.
1: And by include him, chef means ambush him.
0: Well, I just think he would enjoy the opportunity to do radio commercials again. Yeah. But we need to do it soon because if there's one thing I know about your dad, he likes to be prepared.
1: He does like to be prepared. So you will need two weeks to come up with his plan probably find like a notebook or a binder of some sort yes it probably includes highlighters i don't know that sounds very greg riggs
0: and he'll time himself because these are 60 second commercials so you know they'll be exactly 60 seconds long Mm -hmm. he'll say you know butcher box twice and give the code out three times or whatever the rules are he'll nail it yep so grilling with greg will happen we just didn't get a chance to start it yet And you know he knows it's coming, too. Yeah, he listened to the show show. today. Yeah, Yeah. he knows it's coming.
1: Thanks, Dad.
3: Hi, guys. It's T-Bird from Fayetteville and
4: Jessica from Atlanta,
3: Kelly from Lawrenceville, Angelique from Peachtree City, and Sadie from Fayetteville. Hi, guys. We're at Fetch Dog Park right now hanging out got to meet some new upsiders we're having a great time um i wanted to let you guys know and remind you that we're having a an upside gathering at the reformation brewery in woodstock on friday night from 7 until ah, whenever whenever um if you have a weaponized hamster t-shirt wear it please if not uh like maybe you should make one that'd be so fun <laughs> just make A weaponized hamster t-shirt maybe we'll give a prize for the best weaponized hamster t-shirt um but so excited to meet everyone as of right now we have 73 rsvps so y'all come on out and have a good night with us and um we love you callie and jeff we love you guys honestly what a movement okay see you guys later bye
4: Hi, Jeffrey Callie. This is Talia from Stone Mountain. I love the upside. I love, love, love the upside. You guys are the best. You make me so happy every day that I listen to the podcast. It's so inspiring to be just full of gratitude. I say my gratitude every morning as soon as I open my eyes. As soon as I open my eyes, I say, thank you, God, for X, Y, and Z. You guys are the best, but I wanted to tell you I'm leaving Pot City Market um, from actually doing something that makes me very uncomfortable because I have social anxiety, too, and I went to a writer's group today, and I started writing, which I haven't done in so many years, and I just felt like writer's block was just an everyday thing for me, but today I feel so good. I went out, and I met some cool people, and I wrote for like an hour and a half there, and we talked about it, and it was amazing. So thank you guys so, so much for inspiring me to step out of being comfortable to do something that's not so comfortable, and it was amazing. Thank you.
2: Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Elizabeth from Nashville. I have a great idea for you guys since we are all going forth and trying to call customer service and let them know how much we appreciate what they do and they are hardly ever told um, how much they are appreciated and how much their, their uh, company is appreciated, I had an idea for how to maybe also pull that into our personal lives on a professional level. Um, if we all could go forward and maybe start writing um, maybe just one or two LinkedIn recommendations uh, and referrals for someone that we've worked with in the past or currently work with without them having asked for it. Just say, hey, I've worked with this person before. I think they are a fantastic asset and so on and so forth about how fantastic they are. I think that that puts some really great energy into the world, and you never know how that might come back to us as well, but just will absolutely make somebody else's day. So it's just an idea that I had, thought I'd share it, And please play the cat poop uh, eating dog at the end of every episode. Thanks. Bye. I
3: have to go eat some cat poop. Okay. Bye.